This is Five on Three, center ice for all things Islanders, Rangers, and all news across the NHL on WFUV Sports. What is going on, guys? We are back for what I can only assume is going to be another action-packed five on three. And the reason I assume that is because of the crew we have today. Mm-hmm. I'm Lou Orlando. I'm joined by Samantha Bohr and Nick Palmer. So to get this thing started, first off, first time we're doing a five on three podcast together in studio, we're going to do something unprecedented on five on three. We're going to start with Samantha Bohr. Sam, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That was oh, such a good I'm joke. So I've been waiting to make that joke oh, for two weeks. Oh, Lou Orlando, when I'm I back. when I you are so <laughs> back. When I genuinely say that that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard, I mean it. You're on fire recently. Oh, You've had some good ones. Good. Um, it's wow, I'm great now that I've heard that. I've been having an interesting day, but I must say my mood just skyrocketed at the uh, at the sound of your voice in this mic. So I'm thrilled and so happy to be here with. With my little besties, I'm. I love it. We we have never done a podcast with all of us um, in studio, which is crazy to me because I was like, oh, this is like one of the five on three crews, but I guess not. But we're here, and I'm so happy to be here. Nick Palmer, how are you doing today? Oh man, I've had a great Saturday. Oh, I love to hear that. Been a little bit of a studio rat today, one on one. You should all go listen to it. It was so fun. Um, but you know, I'm here to have some good times with good people mm-hmm. and talk some good puck. Nice. Well, let's dive right into the good times. We'll start with the New York Rangers. Yeah. Me and Samantha Bohr are, are beat reporters for the yeah. New York Rangers. And you didn't know. Let me tell you a little bit, a little something about the New York Rangers. What's S- going on? Seven straight wins now. That is true. A comeback 5-4 win over the Edmonton Oilers. We're trailing 4-1, and they won it in over in a shootout. Alexi Lafreniere. And, man, it's just Rangers are great right now. Mm-hmm. Perfect since All-Star break. It's. I don't want to sound like a, a Rangers fan, but it really like if you're a Rangers fan right now, this is like this is bliss. This is probably the most happy you've been with the team all year. I I absolutely agree. I mean, we we've seen them go through a bit of a of a toughie in the first half of the year where we were looking, we were like, ooh, nuts. Yeah. But now this is the first season in Rangers franchise history in which they have had multiple seven win streaks uh, in a singular season. So if that doesn't tell you what this team is looking like right now, I don't know what will. And you said it, Alexi Lafreniere on fire recently. I know you and I, Lou, both follow Ryan Mead on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's not necessarily the biggest uh, Alexi Lafreniere fan. However, I think he said this morning he's got like nine points in the last 11 games. Actually, I, ha- I have some stats for you. Let's, let's, oh. throw out, let's, let's dive into the stats. So we have Lafreniere, nine points in his last 10. Oh, 10. Kako. 11 points in his last 11. Yes! Heedle, 10 points in his last nine. Dang. That would be your, depending on what you want to call it, the kids line. Ryan Mead's calling it the boys to men line. The so boys whatever, to men. whatever you want to call really? it, that line is gelling. They've been reunited for fifth time this year, and now it's it's clicking, and now you have. The kids are playing hockey, guys. Yeah, who said child labor was a bad thing? Oh, no, not me. My you know, you, you might have. You might have actually, because right, I, right. if I seem to recall, you're not a fan of the kids. In, yeah, if I seem to recall, yeah. No, I'm. You know, you my, might be anti-kid. My mind is mm. changing, um, and that is the mark of a good person. Growth. That's what yeah. we're striving for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I love the way the Rangers are playing. You, you said you know, there's nothing that a Rangers fan can be sad about. I will say one thing that's yeah. disappointing that's out of their hands is how well the Carolina Hurricanes have been doing. That yes. is true. That's that would fair. be the one thing if I was a Rangers fan, I'd be like, dang, man. That well, really is. When you look at the standings and you see, oh, the Hurricanes have gone 9-1-0 and in their last mm-hmm. 10, yeah. and we're still six points behind them, and it feels like we're playing our best hockey. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. 
That is. But tough. we we I think that one loss would be us. We beat the Hurricanes recently. We beat them six yes. two. Correct. So I think that's where their most were their only loss in the last ten. Wow. The... Good for us. Oh really? Hmm. It has to, I mean. We, the Rangers beat the Hurricanes yes, fairly yes, recently. Yes, that was a six-two right. win. That was Panarin four goals, five yes, points. You're right. Oh, that was filthy. And now, like, I, have you guys talked about that game? Like, I haven't been on the podcast in a while. We 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 did we discuss. Did. Okay. We discussed. We did discuss. So it. we won't get into it too much. But again, this is just a, a Rangers team that's rolling. Like talking about this Edmonton game. Edmonton game. That's a game where early in the year they fall down four-one. Like they're not coming back for Gallant to come after the first period and say we're not losing this hockey game. Yeah. And then have that come true. I think that's a sign of a team that's just really feeling it. We haven't talked about the Tarasenko trade yet on the mm-hmm. podcast. I know me and Sam did a report coming out soon uh, yesterday, but when you talk about this Vladimir Tarasenko trade, Let's I think we it. should really dive into it on the pod. I think it's one of the best possible trades they could have made when you're looking at what they got, what they gave up. You can't really ask for a bigger win as the, if you're the New York Rangers. I, I agree. I mean, I, I know we discussed this, like we said, in our little special report, but it's... It's ridiculous. I mean, like you said, they've got a hundred percent win record since the since the Tarasenko trade and the Tarasenko, as I like to say, T apostrophe or dash E R A dash S E N K, like the like the era of like Tarasenko. Tara. We, we were trying this out Senko. yesterday. We're still Nick we're still working with it. Wipe that look off your face right now. Oh gosh, I can up. I can never win. Okay, well I think it's funny. Anyways, it vote in the comments at home. Thank you. I apologize. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um. But yeah, I mean, 100% win rate, obviously, since that, which is really only four games, but still looking great. And he is just such, I think, going to be a crucial part of this team as they especially head into the playoffs, as they head into the postseason, facing those really hard, aggressive teams like the Hurricanes, you know, like everyone else at the top of their division, even if it is the Devils that they end up with against round one. I think he's going to be a huge acquisition for them there. And I'm really pumped to see him in this next game against the Flames. As we know, last time those two teams faced off, it was, as Ryan Mead said, a candidate for one of the best games of the year for the Rangers. It was some of their best hockey of the year. Jacob Truba laying out the most massive hits, <laughs> the, the video of not And clean Kondry's, hits, by the way. Yes, clean and clean hits. hits, dare we just say. Penalty central with <laughs> almost an hour of collective penalties between those two teams. And now that you've got Vladimir Tarasenko in there, I think it's going to be amazing. I, I really love him for what we what the Rangers gave up, and I think that he's going to be very beneficial for the squad going forward. Yeah, I— you know, the Rangers only have so much cap space, and so when you were looking coming into the trade deadline pre-Tarasenko trade, you're thinking, okay, they have a couple options. You know, do you want to go for Patrick Kane? Do you want to go for someone like, uh, you know, Timo Meyer? Mm-hmm. Name escaped me for a little bit. But I think Tarasenko's the best option out of there, and I think they can, you know, maybe they have a little room to maneuver as we go in, but Tarasenko was the big get. Tarasenko was the right get. And the Rangers are much better off now. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like a pinch me moment though when you think about the trade what the Rangers got. They get Tarasenko on fifty percent cap retained, so that's mm-hmm. really as, about as good as you can get unless you do a three team trade, which we'll talk about a little bit later. That comes into to action. <laughs> but so you get Tarasenko, top right winger, at fifty percent retained. You also get Nico Mikola, who's mm-hmm. a left defenseman. That really the one spot the Rangers were missing on their defensive side was a left defenseman in the third line. They were rolling out Ben Harper. It was really not good. So you get Mikola. And all you give up is a first-rounder, the worst of your two first-rounders, so I think it's, it belongs to Dallas, like it's not really going to hurt you, or whatever it, whatever it ends up being. The worst first-rounder is, is going back. You lose Sammy Blay, which again, Sammy Blay is a guy the Rangers fan base didn't really like. Kind which of just a body out there. He's, he's doing okay he's in doing St. Okay. Louis. I mean, he, he scored need, today he against to go the back Avs. Home. He just needed to go back home. He scored the lone goal today against the Avalanche. 
and you give up Hunter Skinner. So when you're looking at that at that trade, it's like you didn't give up any of your top prospects. You gave up a first rounder, the worst of your two. So you still have a first rounder. If you don't make another trade, you have a pick in this really deep draft. And you were giving up a first rounder anyway to get a top line winger, which is what you needed. So you filled both of your needs. You're in a spot right now where you could still make moves. You don't need to. And that's something that, you know, for a while we didn't say about the Rangers for a lot of this year. We didn't say about them last year either. I agree. You know, we were saying, you know, like they got to be, they got to be buyers at the deadline. Like if they want a shot, like they've got a good team, but they got to become a great team. And I think they've made, like done it. Like you said, like they could make more moves, but I think that they have the possibility to make a deep run with the squad they have. And then adding more people. I mean, like we said, they don't, like you said, Nick, they don't have a lot of cap space left now. I think it's just over or under a million. And so you're not going to get another top player for that. So the thing is, you're going to have to trade either draft picks, prospects, or an, a rostered member. And I don't really know if at this point they want to mess up the chemistry by trading someone who is a crucial part of the team in the way that they would need to to get another top name. Just a little update. It's 3 nothing Bruins with two minutes left. <laughs> no one period. cares. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about the Islanders right now. We're talking wait about you said to wait till the Islanders you segment. Said to give Islanders so which one is no, it? No, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I'm glad that no, you, I'm you, glad you gave you. the update. We appreciate because it. Because I, I did want to loop in the Islanders a little bit just to get you know your thoughts. As uh, I feel really positive about this Rangers trade, and I think you know you look across what the Islanders did, that Bo Horvat package mm-hmm. was not it was not a cheap package that you gave up, and obviously you know you extend him to that big contract, so... I assume you you think it's worth it to give it up, but like yeah. when you look at what the Rangers gave up, obviously Horvat having a much better year than Tarasenko this year. But yeah. curious to see Rangers get another quality player. Feel, it feels like a much cheaper package. No, you know that joke Lou Lou Lamorello uh, made afterwards. It's too long and it's too much money. Not wrong. Um, you know it's not wrong, hmm. but I think that was more of a comment on how the market bubble has gotten recently, rather than on this. Uh, particular trade on Horvat, mm-hmm. but you know he's already paid dividends for this team. Barzell is freed up to do so much more, um, and the team can score now. Just like in that, I, I don't know if you guys saw last night's game, which is a good segue into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a game against the Penguins! A must-win, not just a must-win in general, a must-win in regulation, because they are right there with those Penguins, and you don't want to give them any free points. And they've been very, very streaky. You know, headed into the game in Pittsburgh. They'd lost three in a row to Vancouver, Montreal, and the Senators. Mm. That's not good. No, not good. But You got points from two of those at least. Yeah, but they were down by two goals at two different times during that game against the Penguins last night. So a regulation win was huge, and they're right there with Pittsburgh and Washington for that second wildcard spot. Pittsburgh does have about five games in hand mm. on them, mm. so that's the edge I would give to Pittsburgh. But it's coming down to the while, and I saw a goal I had never seen before. And I don't know if you guys saw this or not. This is the one where it was like, he was trapped under his back, and then it got loose. And it... No, that's the Crosby goal. Okay. Anders Lee, who had a fantastic game, by the way, the puck was laying on top of Casey DeSmith's okay. pelvic region. Sure. Um, and he went for a little golf shot while the puck was just, like, laying right here. Um, and he scooped it right off his pants and into the goal. If you haven't checked it out. I would check it out right now. Never seen it before. We'll never see it again. I need to watch that. I haven't watched it. But we saw spurts of brilliance, right? And spurts of bad hockey. <laughs> but in the end, in the third period, they fought hard. Came away with two points. Left the Pens with zeros. And now they're about to lose to the Boston Bruins. There's a chance. Mm. Here's what I was <laughs> laughing about. About First of all, you look at what their schedules looked like the last two weeks. I think you, know, you saw, okay, Seattle, Vancouver, Montreal, Ottawa, Pittsburgh. You said... Hey, give me wins against Vancouver, Montreal, and <laughs> Ottawa. And then if we lose to Seattle and Pittsburgh, whatever. 
you beat Seattle and you beat Pittsburgh and you yeah, lost correct. to the other three. At from from my outside perspective, what it seems like is you are playing to the 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 quality of your opponent. So or or sometimes even above. I'd say Seattle, you played above the quality of your opponent. Pittsburgh, I think, right there, very evenly matched. Yeah. Problem is you played even with Vancouver, Montreal, and even not like Ottawa's not. I wouldn't put them in the same tier, but they're not great this year. Two two of those three were blown leads though, right. to mm. Montreal and Ottawa. So <laughs> not pretty hockey. No. Well, yeah, because obviously those were the two that were played into overtime and then a shootout against the overtime against the Canadians, uh, shootout against the Senators. Right. I mean, important that they won in regulation last night, as you said, but they're just the streakiest team Correct. I've seen in so long. I mean, my, my buddy Kevin Kurtz is on Twitter right now saying, which if you don't know, he's the beat reporter of the Athletic for the Islanders, and he's like, this is just not fair at this point, this game they're currently playing against the Bruins, which I don't think it is. If you would have asked me, I mean, I would have said they couldn't have even, to use a phrase Julia Moss said earlier in the uh, cafeteria, couldn't have even lit a match to this team. Not even not even hold a candle, could have even lit a match. That's good. I think that, yeah, right? Shout out Julia Moss That's for that one. That's a good quote. And it is a good quote. And I think it's true, honestly, when you look at just the way these two squads are built right now, A, fundamentally, their lineup and their style of play is so different. But then I just think when you look at where they're at right now, yes, so... I am curious to see what the Islanders do as we get closer to the deadline. I mean, they don't really have any cap space at this point, but I'm I'm intrigued to see if they do give away more big names to get other big names because that Bo Horvat trade was huge. And at the time, I was like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the only trade they make, and it's going to fix them. And wow. Now, I don't know, but we were talking about Varley might be making his leave for, for them, so that might free up some cap space and give them something in return, but I don't really know. How are you feeling about that? Is that I mean, we've been talking about this elite goalie yeah, tandem. Sure. Would that hurt you to, to see him go? I mean— you know, Varley's a free agent after this year. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'd be a rental for any playoff team yeah. that needs goaltending. Uh, LA Kings. Uh, <laughs> but Your home team. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and they had a great game last night. Little sidebar, you know, big fight. Uh, Phoenix Copley got ejected. Nice. Uh, anyway, yeah, you know, I'm, I'd am i be okay seeing Varley go. I, I, I'm a little less okay with it, especially in the last month where Sorokin has had these games. Where it's like, oh, hmm. he might not win the Vesna, probably won't win the Vesna, as they, as he is, or no, it's Varlamov tonight against Lena Solmark. Hmm. It's gonna be Lena Solmark. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's going to be Olmark, barring like a, a monumental collapse. And I, like, I think you, the thing you do think about right is first, if you have to get into the playoffs, if you're thinking about playoffs, you're playing your starting goaltender. That's gonna be correct, Sorokin. So yeah. it's like you know we saw it with the Rangers where they had really good goalie cams the last couple of years, Shostakin. And Gorgiev, and even sometimes when Lunkus was in there, and mm-hmm. there was that one. It was a few years ago when they they got into the plan because of the COVID thing, and, and and they played Carolina, and the rotation between Shesterkin and Lunkus, and it just didn't feel natural. So I I think it's a thing where by the time you get to the playoffs, you want to have right that top guy, and you look at what the Rangers have right now, where Yaroslav Halak playing out of his mind, but still the clear backup goalie. I mean, his stats yeah. recently are better than Igor's. We won't talk about that at all, <laughs> but. Like, Halak's playing out of his mind. I think he's won his last, like, six or seven games. Something like that. It's, what a guy. He's ridiculous. So, uh, it's especially, like, if you're thinking about what can you get back, I think this is an Islanders team that still could improve or could still need to improve. It's, it's tough with the cap space, right? But even if it's a first-rounder prospect, something like that, something to help the future of this team, that's something you have to consider. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I guess I don't I don't want to like throw this back at you, but my question would then be, what do the Islanders need in return that it's worth giving up such a good goalie for? Is the thing is it's not like do you want something back that's going to be like 
the not end all be able but is going to be such a key to your team in this postseason. And I think, you know, Varley's good. My I would say it would be smart for the Islanders to trade him now. Don't just lose him in free agency because yeah. at least if you trade him now, you'll get something in return for someone who is so good. But then on the flip side, it's okay. You're, you are left with Sorokin, who not left with, obviously, he's very talented. But then that's your starting goalie, and then who becomes who becomes the backup in that case? Do you know? Uh, I believe you'd have to call someone up from Bridgeport So then, uh, to take over there. So then that happens. I just... I think it'd have to be a calculated but risk. That's right. That's a conversation, too. But this is an Islanders team where it's not... In the Metro, it's not a lock that anyone's making the playoffs. No, but especially right. as it's starting to shape up, like, looks like more and more likely the Islanders are talking about the first or maybe even, second right, the wild second wildcard spot the way we're talking about it. So yeah. down the stretch, right, Sorokin's not going to play every single game. So you're going to put your fate in the hands of a, back, of a backup goaltender that maybe hasn't of played a AHL? game in the NHL. Yeah. That's a big yeah. risk. You have to really feel confident that, yeah, we're going to make, make the playoffs if you want to make that deal. Yeah. yeah. They're... Just the one concern is you need a power play one uh, left winger. Yeah. Hmm. Josh Bailey is not a power play one left winger. You've mentioned. And yet, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> and yet he persists. He does. On the first power play yeah. until uh, Lane Lambert shortened the bench uh, against the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Didn't even come out for the third period. See, that's Wild. funny because if you look at the Rangers, the Tarasenko trade, it, trade, it sparked a, a change in both power play lines. Mm-hmm. We saw Hedl bump up. To the first power play, Trocek goes down to the second. And I think it's done wonders for the power play. And Gallant was very, very stubborn about changing the power play line and for forever. It was Panarin, Zabanjad, He would Kreider, not change it. Trocek and change Fox. every other yes. line. And but now that we're one. seeing Keandre Miller's getting time. Yeah. The power play two. Both lines are getting. We're seeing the power play two more because Trocek's on that second line. You're seeing guys that have played better that are on that second power play line. It's doing wonders. It's not. Sometimes it's not a bad thing to, j- to jumble up the power play lines if a guy's not playing well. Like, hey, send him down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that is going to be like we were saying, like a calculated risk. Then, which if you are, let's say, getting into the playoffs is decided by your last ten games of the season. You give away Varley before the deadline or at the deadline or whatever. You trade him away. What are you going to get in return that is going to make it worthwhile to then? If God forbid Sorokin gets hurt, let's say, and he's out for the rest of the season, what are you going to do if it's just your backup goalie from Bridgeport, and then you have another backup goalie coming in because you have right. no one else? Like at that point, I think it's going to have to be very, very worthwhile for whatever the Islanders get. And I don't know if any team has a piece valuable enough that the Islanders would be willing to give away Varley for something that they could get back that would make sense, or a team that would want to give anything away that then right. is worth it. Like. Patrick Kane, I think, could be a good addition to the team, but he said he has zero interest in Long Island. And besides, do the Blackhawks, would they even want Varley? I don't know. So I think it's no. going to have to be well, interesting. Then. Well, Var- Varley is going to a contender yeah. if he's getting traded. Right. So he's not going to Chicago. No, but... But I-, I wouldn't be sad to see someone like Trevor Moore or an Alex Iofalo from the Kings hmm. uh, head over. I think they could... They're, they're very good passing. So, you know, uh, that's sort of it from the Islanders' front. Uh, it, yeah, if you don't mind, we can pivot... To the final local team, the New Jersey Devils. Let us. They yeah. lost on Thursday to the St. Louis Blues, four to two. Devils are an interesting spot. The Rangers are right on their tails. They're now Rangers one point behind them, and right. really in Wild. danger of leaping them for the second spot in the Metro. I think the Devils are really an interesting spot where they've watched the Islanders and the Rangers go out and make blockbuster trades. And this is a Devils team that coming in, no one expected them to to be in this spot. But now you look. We, we've kind of stopped looking at them as, wow, they're really up overperforming, and we're looking at them as a top three team in the Metro. I think we're looking at them to go out and make a deal. I know they've been yeah. connected to Timo Meyer, but like... They've been yeah. very connected to Timo yeah. Meyer. And, and this is something where, where 
the Metro, the top three in the Metro are sort of pulling away. We we know what the top three are going to be. Right. It's going to be Carolina in first, and then the Rangers and Devils wherever they end up. And this is my problem with the playoff format. They're going to be playing each other anyway. So what's the point? Hmm. Um, you want to see these teams battle it out for for a second seed. I know that means what an extra game at MSG, but yeah. you know, which you know would would matter though. I think the way home ice trends. Right. I. I, I that's just my constant but, complaint uh, no, about that, the playoff that format. Is, that is a fair point. It's going to really stink that Rangers and Devils are both had really good seasons and one of them is not going to make it past the first round. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, it's a shame that's, because that's, that is part of the qualms that I know we've all express, expressed with the way this hockey and, playoff and, uh, same thing with happens. Maple Leafs Lightning in the Atlantic yeah. too. Like those, yeah. those are two really good teams that you have, you have one, one of the, two of these four are not getting past the first round and we keep seeing more clamoring for Get the playoff structure back to just one through fourteen overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't sound like Bettman's going to do that, so I think we're stuck with this for a little bit. Gary Bettman doesn't like to make a change ever, unless if it makes him money, then unless, he's totally okay making changes. Yeah, That's which mm, whatever. But I mean, that is that is such a sad thing about the way that this structure is formatted is. It's teams, which that's also part of the beauty of is you know like the the wild card teams can make those crazy runs and end up winning or end up being in the Stanley Cup final. Like, sure, that's awesome. But then it's also these teams that probably do deserve to make it to a conference final or could viably make it to a conference final really won't ha- they have like a 50 percent shot now because they're playing against another team that is just as good and it's like well that sucks that maybe these two teams should not face each other in the first round but whatever I will say Devils last night like you said lost four to two to St. Louis fans were freaking out online everyone was like what is happening to our team like where did our 13 game win streak go blah 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 but here's the thing the loss last night was only their second loss in regulation in the last 16 games. Yeah. Every other loss that they have experienced has been in either overtime or a shootout, so it still resulted in a point. I don't think they should panic. I do think they should get Timo Meyer, but I don't know. I wonder what they're going to have to give up for that. I mean, obviously, it's going to have to be a lot, but I love, I love this Devils roster, and I know I'm a little biased, obviously, but I'd be very sad to see any of the, the key members of their squad. I mean, go. I think right, like the Horvat package kind of tells you what. Like, if you're trading for a guy that's been really good this year, you're gonna have to give up give up a lot, especially totally. a guy in, in Timo Meyer's position. I know. I was looking online. Devils fans not happy with Miles Wood right now. No, like, they want him. Just they haven't been happy with him for a while. But yeah, it, it had a resurgence a couple nights ago. On Twitter, <laughs> so it's you know, I, with with the Devils, at least one positive thing we can tell Devils fans out there. Going into tonight, is that Jack Hughes is back? Jack Hughes is back. Jack Hughes is back. But, but I, I, I don't like that people were so concerned after the loss in St. Louis. The Devils were two one and one without Jack Hughes. Yeah. So they're playing just fine, and I don't really have much to say other than the fact that I'm not worried if I'm a Devils fan. Well, uh, just a quick update: Devils and Penguins underway, playing at five thirty, mm. tied at one. Mm. Looks like Dawson Mercer with the goal for the Devils. Right. So, oh, Jack Hughes, no points just man. yet. Not everyone is your man. No. I love Dawson Mercer. I okay. Don't I? I don't need your sass. First of all, second of all, I'm allowed to support a young player who I think does really well and who I saw play last year in person, who I think is quite talented and deserves more. But I also was critical of him, lest we forget last week when I said that I want more out of him, and I do. Bam. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. All right, well, I'm going to go back to talking about the games <laughs> that are going to be played today for the local teams. Once again, Islanders and Penguins playing right now. Or, sorry, Devils and Penguins playing right now. Islanders playing the Bruins, losing 3 nothing. Rangers had the Flames at 10 p.m., as Sam mentioned, the last time That's they played. a late game. Yeah, well, the West Coast here for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. So those games are all happening. Let's shift 
to another trade. Trades are happening fairly early, and this is a pretty mm-hmm. big one. Ryan O'Reilly gets sent to the Maple Leafs. It was a three-team trade, and the reason for that is because of a little manipulation of the cap. Mm-hmm. So Toronto gets Ryan O'Reilly, as well as no- Noel Akari. St. Louis gets Mikhail Abramov, Adam Gaudet. Toronto's first-round pick, Ottawa's third-round pick, and Toronto's second-round pick next year. Minnesota gets a fourth-round pick from Toronto, and this is because St. Louis retains 50% of O'Reilly's contract, and then Minnesota retains 25 So Toronto only paying 25% of O'Reilly's contract. That's like $1.8 million. <laughs> Feels like a pretty good deal for Toronto, guys. Deal. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have been on the Bird app since this trade has gone through. <laughs> I can't say that I have. Uh, but oh. the complaints are loud. Uh, about the Maple Leafs making this play. Hmm. You know, hmm. they say, oh, they're not going to beat Tampa anyway. They're not going to beat Boston. So you can't, ex- but you can't expect them to roll over. And I think this is one of the best moves that they could have made. I like this pickup. I think it's smart. People are going to say you're paying too much money for a rental. You're not, because you're not losing anyone on your current roster and you're not going over the cap. And. Thanks to the retention from the Blues and the Wild, like we mentioned. Am I a fan of that sort of finagling with the cap? Maybe not. Uh, But you have to stay under the cap. We saw what that did to the Oilers against the Rangers. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Oilers had to play a player short because they're over the cap. And that hurt them. So, you know, Conn Smythe 2019, I think people forget that. And he's had a much better last month than he has... For the rest of the year, <laughs> I know people been have been game, people have yeah. been bagging on him, but he he's gotten better over the last month. And I think if you're a team trying to make a run and trying to win playoff games, a guy like Ryan O'Reilly is a good veteran to have, and he's been in those situations before, and he's won a cup. Yes, he has. He's won a cup, like we said in recent memory, 2019 with St. Louis. I always watched, you know, O'Reilly growing up on the uh, Avalanche. He was because when I was like. A child going to games with my father that was a lot of my childhood was watching him play um I, I remember very very vividly when he got uh traded to buffalo that was interesting um but i think this is such a smart move for the maple leaves if nothing else financially to be able to manipulate the cap like that is ridiculous to only be playing 25 only be paying sorry 25 percent of a player's salary a player that like you said has won a cup has won the con smith has reached like achieved these accolades I think only paying 25% of a person's salary like that, ridiculous, regardless of if he's producing at the level he once was. I almost want to say, like, whatever, because you're not over the cap. You receive this player who has experience, who has power, who's 6'1", centerman, 200 pounds. He's 32 years old, so he has experience. Yes, he's a little older, but he's got experience. He knows how to play. Look, I think if you're trying to, at bare minimum, make it out of the first round, good get. That's how you do it. I I, I think this is a strategy we're seeing where – These big teams, the Rangers, the Maple Leafs, are going for guys that are having down years, and so they're paying less for them. And so, like, that's a you look at Tarasenko's numbers in St. Louis before he got traded, it was 29 points. And for O'Reilly, it was 19 points, 12 goals, 7 assists. And the 7 assist number, you go, maybe it's a product of, you know, St. Louis has not been very good this year. Maybe their numbers are suffering because of that. Maybe he just needs a change of scenery. I think, you know, he has to take some onus for his struggles. But, you know, Toronto gets this, they're not giving up too, too much again. Mm -hmm. You're talking about first rounders, like, Teams like this are going to give up first rounders to get town and, and mm-hmm. make cup runs, and especially for Toronto, a team that can't seem to get out of the first round to get that to add that playoff experience to your roster. This is a guy that is going to lengthen your top three lines, or even natural or daily faceoff rather has him projected in the top six. He has hmm. they, right now they have him as wow. the left winger on the second line, which I don't know if they're going to do that, but 
if they do that, then you have the first line of Bunting, Matthews, and Nylander, and then it's O'Reilly, Tavares, Marner. Right. Which is like, <laughs> listen, a, if you really want to do that, that's a pretty damn that's good top That's six. a pretty Sucks. fair, yeah. Mitch Marner, mm, I don't know. And, I, and then also, Akari is a great like what? depth for, like, he's going to, if you put him in the third line, fourth Sorry, line, he's going to be great. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that he'll fit in. Fine. Interesting that he's listed as a as a top six. I think that's yeah. That's I don't. Fine. I didn't believe. I didn't believe that. You know, we might have to take that up with Daily Faceoff. That's a, <laughs> might be an issue with their site. But hey, that's on everyone's entitled to their own opinion and like peace, love, and positivity. But in- so we can have a conversation about if Daily Faceoff knows what they're doing. We we I think we can entertain. We do a little, a little special up about that. But uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, all in all, I think fair achievement for the Maple Leaves to get Ryan O'Reilly, especially and to get him like we were saying with the uh, Tarasenko trade far ahead of the uh, deadline. You know, they still got like another month, I think, until mm-hmm. the uh, trade deadline. That's the thing is you get a guy, you can try him out. And like, I mean, obviously they're not going to then like trade him away at the deadline. Like you can't, well, they're not going to do that. They just trade. <laughs> we're in a three-team deal for him. But I'm saying that, you know, he has time to get acclimated to then see, okay, we thought he was going to maybe fill some holes. If he didn't, what else do we need? Who else do we need? You can figure it out. And he has a trial period. It's not like, oh, this is the last day to do this before the playoffs. We talked about that in the Rangers report where the same way the Rangers did with Tarasenko where you give him extra time to acclimate to the team. And it's also, you know, even with your limited cast space, you find out what depth moves can we yeah. make now that we know what this team is is going to look like. And O'Reilly will make his debut tonight against the Canadians at, at 7 p.m. And, it's, you know, you're Toronto. This is a team that, right, year in, year out, can't get out of the first round. This really feels like a, a big step in, in trying to get them out of that, but also a huge impact on the trade deadline. Patrick came out earlier and said right now the two teams he's accepting <laughs> trades to, Rangers and the Maple Leafs. Well, both those teams have gone out and gotten a big forward <laughs> that really puts them out of those sweepstakes. Yeah. And now we're talking about is Patrick Kane getting traded this year? Mm, I mean, I you were you were saying no. You said yeah. no yesterday. Was it yesterday? Two days ago. I said no way earlier. Way was, earlier. That was like a week ago. Oh yeah. Wet right after he said, "I want to go to the Rangers or Leafs," but the Rangers and Leafs just made moves and they don't mm-hmm. have cap space. So I think he's going to be sticking with the Blackhawks for the yeah. rest of the year. His his asking price, I've heard, is ridiculous as well, is the thing. And I don't know if people are really willing to pay that much for him, especially teams that already have such solid rosters. If he wants to go to a contender, these contenders already have teams that are full of contenders. So yeah. The the injury risk, mm-hmm. along with the cap hit that's going to take even at 50% retain, like, yeah. I'm not sure. It, it doesn't seem like the Rangers were that interested. They chose Tarasenko over him. I think yeah. they made the right move and then Toronto chose Ryan O'Reilly over him so it's like you're looking at it and it's what other teams and take the risk give up a huge package to get Patrick Kane and bank on his hip being healthy and, and him fitting in with the team I'm not yep. sure that we see that many teams are going to be willing to do that Mm-mm. I I mean I agree I think that we're not going to see a lot of teams willing to do that I think that he is a risk I don't I don't know how old he is do you even know how old he is off the top of your head Patrick Kane yeah 36 I thought Six, he was seven. seven. 36. 36? Okay. I was going to say, he's somewhere in like the upper 30s, which is why he's I'm like... Not he young, is... He's not a spring chicken. No, he's... <laughs> 34. 34? Okay. Oh, yeah, you know nuts. Well, he's a little bit of a spring chicken. He's, right. he's, he's more, got some spring in him. He's a late autumn chicken. <laughs> he's a late autumn chicken. He's just been around, man. He has been around. Being on the Blackhawks for forever. so long. Yeah, he's... Yeah. I just <laughs> Playing on the Blackhawks for that long, I guess it does that to you. It makes you feel a little bit older. ages you. He's been through a lot. He's been through scandals. He's been through... He's been through a Cup rides, falls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know if anyone's going to be willing to make the trade for him at this point. I think, like you said, Nick, I think you're going to be right. He's going to remain a Blackhawk for the end of the year, and then he'll hit free agency, and maybe someone will pick him up then. Yeah. yeah but like, real quick, guys, so it seems like a uh, report came out. Jonathan Taze doesn't look like he's getting traded. Mm-hmm. Debrincat's not getting traded. 
this has been a deadline that's kind of been hyped up with some of the names that we heard floated out between Kane, Eric Carlson, Timo mm-hmm. Meyer. Is this going to end up being a letdown of a trade deadline where some of these guys don't get dealt and we're kind of like, you know, like we've already gotten some really good moves, but also like if it's not like the best trade deadline of all time, is that a letdown? With with the way the Blackhawks signed these guys a while ago, you know, I I think they thought they wouldn't degrade at the rate that they did mm-hmm. because those guys are the last vestiges of the great right. Chicago Blackhawks who won multiple Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. You also make those moves so that you can win those Stanley Cups and you deal right. with the back yeah. end of those guys. Right. So, so, you know, I, I, I don't think they're – I think they're a little upset about that they're not worth what they once were worth, but they're going to be looking to get draft picks. They're in full rebuild mode. Yeah. You know, they lost to Brinkat, and he was sort of their one little starlet. The little starlet. Uh. Yeah, Blackhawks are in full rebuild. We'll see. They're just hoping to get the best that they can get for these guys. Yeah, I think that if some of those names are not traded, I am going to be sad. You know, like if it's not like a Debrinket, Meyer, something situation, like if those people aren't, then I'm going to be kind of sad about that because I'll be like, ugh, I was expecting this to be full of drama and now it's not as dramatic as I would like. But all in all, I mean, I think with the trades we have seen so far, good. And plus, you never know what's going to happen at 2.45 p.m. on deadline day because there are always surprises. Well, we're nearing the end of this episode, and Nick Palmer had the great idea to do a little bit of a mixed bag. I think he got inspiration from his one-on-one with the great John O'Friel and the OK Julian Moss. So uh, I think let's let's dive into some <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into some mixed bag, Nick. I think you got some yeah, questions here, in your head over there. Do you guys? No, no, no. We 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 got them all right here. Ooh. We had our very own rap. I love the pink paper, producer. You know rap. I love pink. That that was, it was mine. Sam's pink paper. So. Samantha, good job. So, Thank Sam, you. Oh, we got to get the first question. I choose the tiny one. It says, which NHL player? (laughs) Julia, we're trying to record a show. Okay. (laughs) This one says, which NHL player sucks the most and why is it Jimmy VC? What? What? I'm not going to even. I'm throwing that. That's fine. Pick a new one. I'm throwing that question out. As as someone that did listen to one-on-one, I've noticed that the why is the something something question and why is it this? First off, stolen from me. That was I was the first person I think to do that when yes. I said, you know, who is your favorite person at FVV and why, and why is, is it Lou Orlando? Orlando? That was I was the first person to do it, and now everyone's just on board. This everyone's is not okay. No, it was this good. is not okay. I will I will pick that up at the end of the end of the broadcast. Just yeah, so everyone knows. But this one, like this one I like. Which FUV sports colleague would be the worst hockey teammate? I love that one. Who do we think would just be the worst at hockey? <laughs> mm. Can I nominate myself? I am so bad at like skating like i know okay. it's ironic because i do in so fact that, cover an nhl you team dance and so i felt like you could be graceful on that that's what everyone says and i used to be when i was a child however my mm. center of gravity is bad and ah. i in fact um had to hold hands with my friend who was on a date so he was holding one of my hands his date was holding the other one of my hands as we skated around central park last year because otherwise i would have fallen on my face so cute. i think i'd be it was really cute shout out Devin. i'm so sorry i interrupted your date um <laughs> But I, I really, I think I'd be a bad skater. Worst teammate? I don't know. I, I think that I most of the people idea. we know. Go. I, I think Brian Raybacks would be a horrendous <laughs> NHL teammate. <laughs> if Brian Raybacks is on your team, he is he is the diva right winger that's just on that a huge so contract. True. He's not passing the puck. He's going for lacrosse goals all day long. Get, don't put Brian Raybacks on the ice. <laughs> I love the guy. I don't want to be Brian. on the ice. Don't want to center a line with Brian Raybacks. That's so funny. Quite frankly. Now, I think- if the question is best yeah. line. 
get a Lou Orlando centering Eli Healer and Jack Warner, and that's that's oh. a hockey line that's going to win you some games. So electric chemistry. Eli, Eli Healer would be the worst teammate. This is for me. simply not true. That is S- so simply crazy. Simply because I would be too busy staring at his gorgeous face. Oh, Great point. I take it back. <laughs> Great point. And, and frankly, the other team would be on a constant power play by default because I just wouldn't be able to take my eyes off that handsome fellow. And if anyone, if, if anyone hit him. Good, good lord, oh. no, it's not oh, to do look, whoever tries to check you like Healer. If you try to check you like Healer in front of me, I swear to God, My gloves goodness. off, hands out, acrylics out. I am scratching. I'm kitty fighting. We no, love you, Eli. no doubt. We love you. This is a great question. Ooh. Which of the original six teams is the worst fan base? Such a, it's such a good question. That's a really oh, good question. You. Hold on, I need to. I, I have, have to, to double check and make sure. Now, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the original six. So that is Rangers, Maple Leafs. Bruins. 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 Red oh, Wings. the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks, mm. the Blackhawks. That was going to be my answer originally. That is my answer right now. Blackhawks fans, did you know the Blackhawks arena is the only arena in the country in which they have to stop selling alcohol in the middle of the second period as opposed to at the end of the second intermission because the fans get so rowdy and violent that they have to cut alcohol sales off that early. Wow. I don't know if you knew that. I just don't like them. I don't like the fan base that much, which is funny because I might be moving to Chicago eventually, but... I just think that their fans are so disruptive, but you could also make that argument for <laughs> every one of these teams. Wings fans or the Bruins. I, I would say Canadians fans are yeah. like fine. Rangers fans are like passionate, but like Rangers, mostly fine. I think Rangers fans are. Leafs you fans really, are fine. You could really make a point that Rangers fans are very annoying. As a Rangers oh, fan. Oh, yeah. No, they are. We can be insufferable. They oh, were throwing things on the ice when yeah. I went to we're, the game last we're season. Not great yeah. No. Sometimes. But. I'm gonna say the Blackhawks. I just feel bad for Maple Leafs fans right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh so yeah. It's tough. They're not. In the I'm. I'm right. gonna agree with you that it's the Blackhawks, but yeah. simply because of their goal song, Chelsea Dagger. <laughs> That's an awful take. That, Chelsea Dagger is a bad. I song. can't stand it. It's Such annoying. It's. It's. You know. I. 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 I heard it too much watching the Kings That's your fault. Uh, lose to them in the Such playoffs. A good song. It's uh, on my playlist right. I'll play it into the mic. Chelsea right Dagger now. upsets me. It can be a part of our our backup. Playing it right now. You know, while you come up with it. I, I can't right. stand it. All right. All right, should, should we go to the next question? Yeah. You should. Okay. Take your time. <laughs> Which team is the worst mascot? Um. <laughs> Coming back right after this break. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> okay. Which We're team done. has the worst mascot? The worst mascot. Hmm. There are some bad ones in the NHL. There are. Best mascot, gritty. Best mascot's gritty. Best I'll mascot you, is gritty. the best mascot. The worst mascot. Oh, my gosh. I'm like I'm blanking. Do, do do the knights have a mascot? They do. His name is uh, Chance. Chance. He's a he's a lizard, and he is my least favorite mascot. Oh, look at that! See, you mm. and I, our brains, I think, are connected a little bit. I know. I, I sometimes I really do. I I mean I don't know. I the best second best mascot is Bowie. I'll say that I, much. I like a wild wing for the ducks. I think he's I do. Like I know this is like simply like not the question. Not, the best, not, not a like, fan of uh, S J Sharky. Really? really? Yeah. I like Sharky. Because of that he moment be with Carlson's kid. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I loved that, though. I thought he was that was really cute. He had the kid on his lap, and they were singing. I'm, I'm just not overly impressed with the King's mascot. Hunter, the with Edmonton Bailey? Oilers mascot. Is oh, Why is he a lion? I don't know. Because of the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the Kings. Because <laughs> the Kings. Now, help me out, man. Um, like no, he's, I actually right, don't know the on this, that. On this picture of mascots that I'm looking at, he's right next to Nordy, which I don't think is sure. a great mascot either. <laughs> But well, Bailey, what what animal would you have? I can't. You really can think do of a an, guy. I can't think of an animal more legal a than a lion. For what team? 
for the kings. The kings, the kings have kings? a lion. What's king's lion royalty court? Yes. Lion king. Yeah, the, okay, actually, the, I take king. it back. I take it back. The, the symbol of right the now. British Empire is a lion. Okay, I, well, I have a new answer. It's Stormy of the Hurricanes. Oh, <laughs> Stormy <laughs> of the Hurricanes. If you have to do a quick search of Stormy, it looks like Rudolph the ra- ro- Red-Nosed Reindeer's <laughs> cousin without the red nose. And just, ugh. Don't know what that has to do with tropical storms that destroy millions of houses every year, but... Wow. You know, oh, wow. That's your be- that's your bed to sleep in when you he's decide to He's an anthropomorphic that. pig. That's Stormy. He's a pig? He's a pig. According that's to crazy. Google. Anyways, that's wow. Nuts. Shall we? Onward? That's bizarre. Okay. Is it my turn? Sure. Okay. Um, if you were an NHL forward, who are your two ideal line mates? Ooh, Ooh. That's a good question. You can pick anyone. That I don't know the answer uh, to. Well... Go ahead, Lou. Jimmy Vesey is on one of the wings. I'll tell Duh. you that much. Well, so I'm, am I centering this line or I can be, I, you, theoretically? You can be it wherever? I can be wherever can I be wherever. Can okay. I move people in their positions? Yeah. Oh, oh, easy. Okay. So Vesey's there. Um, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm trying to think of my second one. I'm taking Jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking... <sighs> okay, if I want to be the best line, I'm going to take Jack Hughes and Connor McDavid. Okay, I think part of the question is chemistry. Like, yeah. Part of the oh, part of the who, question. Who, is, who, I think who is, is you have good chemistry. Who with. do yeah. I who would I have good chemistry with? Um. Well, now I don't know. Okay. I don't know because I'm trying to think. Oh, Artemi Panarin, and Bowen Byram. Those are my those are my two picks. Two adorable little blonde shaggy hair dudes. I think that I could be best friends with both of them. I'll I'll, I'll take Panarin on my line as well, just because we have we've talked about our hair together yes, in the locker you're room, identical right. and so so we already get along. So I'll, I'll take VC and Panarin. Okay, they do. I'll take uh, both Rangers. I'll take. I'll take Sammy Blay. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Now we're talking. Uh, conversation. Th- this is this is on our yeah I I, I know the positioning doesn't matter. I'm taking Sammy Blay, and I'm taking Milan Lucic, because oh. if anyone messes with me, guess who's gonna go after them? It's Sammy those Blay. two. Milan it's Lucic. those two madmen. Sure. Who will protect me? Or Sammy Blay will just skate into his own teammate. <laughs> I love that. That's true. All right. I think we have to we have to wrap this up. We're getting we're getting the call from the studio. It's time to uh, to wrap this wonderful episode up. So. Guys, Nick Palmer, Samantha Boer, our first time in the studio together. An absolute blast. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Anything at all? Not really. This okay. is this is a good question. I do wish we got together. You want to you, you say real quick? I'll do it really quick. This is going to be our outro. It's prevalent. The Rangers are the only team to never have a mascot. If it was up to you to create one, what would its name be and what would it be? I don't know. I also don't know. I'm going to make something up. It's going to be a um, ferret, and his okay. name is going to be Rugrat. Bam. Rugrat, the Ranger Ferret. Anyways. I like that. All right. We've got a new Rangers mascot. That does it for this <laughs> most recent episode <laughs> of 5 on 3 for Samantha Moore, Nick Palmer. I'm Lou Orlando. Great. <laughs> <laughs>